the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. For one, for lack of a better one, one person with courage is a majority. We're going to be in the book of Acts, chapter 4. Uh, the base, base of it will be 10 through 13. But uh, I'm, going to read, I'm going to read a little bit more than that. Uh, first, let's pray. Father, we thank you right now, Lord, for your word. We thank you right now for the opportunity to just be able to uh, just assemble here, Father God, without worry of someone taking our lives or anything like that, Lord, that we we freely can worship you openly. And Father, we pray that we find freedom in your word this morning, Lord, that uh, you just bless us. Bless us, Lord, and, and let everything that come out of my mouth come from the throne room, that it, Chad's opinion means absolutely nothing here. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I don't know what's on this thing here. All right, I'm going to start uh, in verse 1, though. I'm going to read a little bit here. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. They arrested them, and since it was already evening, they put him in jail till morning. But many of the people who heard the message believed it. So the number of men who believed now totaled about 5,000. The next day, the council of all rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. They brought the two disciples in and demanded, By what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter you know, Peter, I think we all like Peter sometimes. I think he's probably one of my favorites because he, I mean, he was just, when he was on, he was on. But he just like the rest of us. He could get real boneheaded real quick too, you know. So it was, that, that's why I liked him. What are you doing, Peter? Oh, you know, and I can, you can see Jesus going, Peter, how many times I got to tell you? I think we all got a little Peter in us. So... Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, we are, being question are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you, to all people of Israel, that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone there is salvation in no one else God has given no other name under heaven by which you must be saved the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures they also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus Mm. wouldn't that have been cool to have been with Jesus the cool part is is that we can be with Jesus 
every day of our life, everything we do, we determine how much time we spend with Jesus. We determine it. You know, Peter and John were arrested for showing courage by preaching the word and performing a miracle. And and, and what do you get for doing that? I'll tell you later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I thought I'd throw that in. Yeah, no, that's, that, 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 does, that doesn't work for me. Sorry. I knew he'd be back today, so I had to throw that at him there. To answer the question, you get thrown in jail. Well, <laughs> but as soon as they were incarcerated, the jailer started asking about their ministry. Hey, what are you guys all about? What is, why are you even here? What are you doing? What did you do wrong? Well, here we go again. Peter boldly starts telling them that the name of Jesus, not their own talent, had healed the man. He goes on to explain that salvation comes through no other name in verse 12. So what's to be attributed or what is to be accounted for the boldness? Peter's like me. He's not a very educated guy. I graduated high school, never decided to go on to college or anything like that. I went in the military. Uh, but when God called me into ministry, He doesn't call you and not equip you. So for the last 20 years, I've been tooling around with a guitar and, and telling people about Jesus. And uh, I, I don't, I, I don't have a piece of paper saying that I'm from that I graduated from a seminary or anything like that. But you know, the cool part is, is that Jesus didn't have one either. I am not dissing education, guys. I'm not dissing going to a higher level in your education and getting a degree in this or getting a degree in that. What I am saying is that you don't have to have a piece of paper that says degree to preach the gospel. It simply tells us when. You get saved, guess what your job is now? Telling people about Him. It's not really difficult. Courage comes into play right there, though. Because we get so to a point of where uh, we get in a little zone or we get in a little rut in the, rut in the road. Where I'm okay right here. I'm okay. I don't, I don't need to go nowhere else. I don't want to go nowhere else. Candace, I said you couldn't leave. The doors are locked. She'll see. She'll see when she gets to the door. Don't let her out, Tom. Don't let her out. But courage plays a huge part in being a Christian. To me, it does. I mean, you're going you're gonna to step off into stuff that you never did before. You're going to start talking about stuff you never talked about before. And sometimes we don't know the whole part of what it is. But on a daily basis and getting in His Word and getting on our knees... That's what builds it up. We can't, we can't. Billy Graham couldn't have done 70 years in ministry, guys, if he hadn't spent some time in prayer and in the Word. And they asked him one time when he was about 85 or 89 or something like that. I know he lived to be 140, but what, uh, what would you have done different? I would have studied more. Really? Billy Graham would have studied more? Dude, what does that make me feel like? I'm saying I would have studied more that proves that we, we're not we're not going to get to a point to where we know it all or where we're filled up and we can go anywhere and I don't have to touch this thing again I'm done I'm gone it will never happen guys until we go home okay 
It was an experience with Jesus. That, that was the boldness that Peter and John had. It was an experience. They spent time with Jesus. So we need to spend time with Jesus. We need an experience. Um, our pipeline, I call it a pipeline, to, to God. Our, our buddy that plays with us in Soul Food, Jamie, had a heart attack a few weeks back. And he had a lot of blockages. A lot of blockages. They got it all taken care of now. They open that, open that blockage up. He's thanking God every day for it. Well, your pipeline to Jesus, your daily, your daily pipeline to Jesus has to be clean. You got, you got to get all that stuff out of there. If you got to put a stint in it, put a stint in it, man. Whatever, you, whatever you have to do, you got to keep that pipeline open, or else you're gonna, you're just gonna shrivel up and be nothing. So have the courage. Don't let it. Don't let the world tell you, eh, I'm just going to walk around and tell people I'm a Christian. I'm not going to get in the Word or anything. I'll go to church on Sunday and Wednesday. And, and, and sad to say, there's a lot of people in America that that's what church is to them. But until you have that that one-on-one relationship with Christ and you see Him every day, you, 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 you want to see Him every day. You want to be in His presence every single day. I get out of the bed every day. I tell the guy, my, my, I got some, some of my guys here from the Warrior Center. Mm. And they're my guys, man. Love y'all. But when I hit the floor, I've told them this before, I get up in the morning, my feet hit the floor, that's another opportunity. And so my thought is, is okay, God, I want you to guard my thoughts. I want you to guard my tongue. I want you to guard my opinions. Because my opinions are going to get me in so much trouble. My thoughts... (laughs) Uh, put the duct tape over your mouth because I'm going to get in trouble. But I ask the Holy Spirit to do that. There has to be a compassion about you to know Jesus. If there's not, if you're just, if you're so hard that you're not going to give that in any way, and there's there's things going on in the family of Chad and Misty that that I, I could explode on. I could just explode, go back to the old Chad, and be a total. But I'm not going to do that. Because when God came into my heart and I invited Him in, He brought compassion. I have to know without a shadow of a doubt He's real or I'd have done exploded. If it wasn't for God, dude, I probably wouldn't be married. I don't. There's all kind of stuff I could go, scenarios that I could go, because I was, I was a guy about me. I was selfish. I mean, I would I would go buy a new guitar instead of paying the house note just so I could have that guitar first. I mean, it was selfishness on my part. But but the the center of sin is what being selfish. But God changed all that, and I am so awesomely thankful that He that He chose me. That I'm standing here in front of you guys right now. That there is a pastor before my name now. I mean, I got back to I got back to work last week, and Pastor David, who was with us last week. Uh, we have a little thing on our computer, a to-do list. One of my to-dos was to make a new name tag for my door that said Pastor Chad instead of Chad Allen. I said, what for? I don't care. Get it done. Well, I don't have any colored ink. Well, come over here. I got one ready for you. It was important that he put that on there. It's cool. It hasn't changed me in any way. I don't want, I don't want it to change me. But it's showing me that God is real. I don't need that credential from some man saying that I'm I can preach. 
I pastor my guys every day. I mean, and they come, they come to my office. We talk. Uh, Frank, even there the other day, we just we talk, we pray. We want, we want God's answer to it. They can come and ask me all the time. What, well, what do you think I'll do? What's your opinion? I'll tell them my opinion. I said, but now let's go to God. What's, what's God got to say about it? But it takes courage for them guys to come to the dugout. That's my office. It takes courage for them guys to walk in there and say, "Hey, man, I'm having, I'm having an issue right now." And to be the one that they come to. Here, when you're entrusted with lives, 64 lives in my building right now. To me, that to me, that's an honor. That's a privilege, right? Courage, courage, courage. All right. Leadership requires courage, guys. All leaders need to, and I've got a few points here. We won't be here till probably, well, we'll be out by four. Number one, seek the truth. You never find yourself until you face the truth. As a pastor at the Warrior Center, I see men who have surrendered to the fact that they are addicts, they're alcoholics, they're homeless. They faced the truth, they hit their bottom, and they've come to the point of needing help and seeking that help. Then, some know the truth by refusing, some don't know the truth yet because they refuse to accept or acknowledge it. Well, it ain't my fault. Believe it or not, I got guys in the house that are like that right now. They're there. I don't know why they're there <laughs> sometimes. But it's because they haven't sought out why why am I here? Once once the bell rings, I remember when Billy got there. And Billy is he's a fire plug dude. I mean he is he is tore up. He's he's got one more to go and he'll be graduating coming up soon and 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 but I mean he's 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 got in there and it was about his program. It was about going, I wanna get this done, I wanna get right, I wanna get back to my kids, I wanna get back to my my life without what brought me here. Okay? And it's it's doable, guys. It's doable. It is so doable. Finding who you are in Christ is life changing. It takes courage to seek the truth number two change courage is the power to let go of the familiar but we like our comfort zone don't we okay nobody's bugging me I can just smile and go hey Joe everything's good baby everything's alright I'm, I'm good don't ask me to do jack I don't want to go anywhere but right here in my comfort zone well, how do you expect to grow? We must be willing to give up that comfort zone. Most of us really don't like change. I mean, once you kind of get in a groove and you're in you know, your routine, I'm, 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 I'm OCD, guys. I mean, you can ask the guys when they come in the dugout, man, don't touch my desk, don't touch nothing on my desk, because I'm going to put it right back the way it was. I got a Yankee thing, and I was a big Yankee fan. I got a big Yankee thing, and, right, and they'll come in and they'll, move it over here to do something no, you don't need to be on my desk and I'll just sit there and go compassion compassion I can move it back and that bugs me until I move it back so I, I'm just telling you that's the way it is that's what I am that's what it is and they do it I, I, I've had guys that have been come through there and they'll go in there and I'll be gone or something like that and they'll go 
and then leave my office. And I, knew, I knew who it was. Mark Morgan. Remember Mark? He used to do that crap all the time. Man. He'd come in and he'd move something on my desk. And I, Mark's been in here. And you'd see him down the hall and he'd be grinning. We don't like change, but know it's essential for our growth. I remember I read a book years ago by uh, Bruce Wilkinson called The Dream Giver. I thought it was the coolest book, man, I read through it. And you're just building up through this whole thing, this whole thing. And he, and it's about a guy, and he starts with nothing, and God just builds this thing up. And all of a sudden, he's got this awesome ministry. And, I, and then God says, all right, awesome. Now give it to Billy. What? I, just, I did all this stuff. He stretched him. He stretched him. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, we have to come to a point where we throw caution to the wind and trust God wholeheartedly in order to see or experience a change. Change is very good if you're in a bad place. Change is very good if you're in a bad place. And it takes courage to embrace change. We've got to be willing. Number three, express your convictions. Now this this is the one this one here kind of this is this takes courage I'm, I'm just going to say it like that convictions help us stand alone the test of courage comes when we are in the minority now it's hard it's hard to stand up and say no I'm not going to do that I'm going to stand right here and I'm going to be a Jesus freak I'm going to do what I'm going to do what Jesus did in this I'm not I'm not going that road I'm not going to do it it's a hard thing to do because it's easy to be in, in the majority, right? Oh, yeah, all you got to be is a yes man. I got to be as a yes man to be in a majority. You don't even have time. You don't even know what you're yesing about. You're just, you're a yes man. I, I, I fit in. As long as I fit in and nobody bothers me, I'm good. I'm good. I don't have to worry about it. It's harder to stand out there and you're the lone, you're the lone dog out here and they're going, what's, what's he doing? Uh, standing up for that Jesus guy again. Well, I want to be known as that guy. Wouldn't you? Being in the, more, in the minority isn't a happy place. That is, unless you're doing it for the Lord, if you're walking with the Lord. If your convictions are rightly prioritized, God will have your back. Sit down and go through your stuff. Go through all the junk that's going on in your life. What, what has the most meaning? What needs the most prayer what do you need to go to battle for on your knees to change things? That should be at the top of the list. Whether or not you got binoculars on the counter, you know, you know just so you can look across the thing. What? That's not on the priority list, guys. Okay? It's easy to be in the majority, like I said. But if you think... Someone in the majority, you're thinking some dude might have your back. Like I said, 90% of the time, that individual probably doesn't even know what he's standing up for. So that's kind of scary. You're putting your trust in, you want somebody to have your back, and you don't know whether he knows his last name or not. Kind of freaky. Is that being a safe place for you or to depend on? need to ask yourself these questions. Sometimes it's smarter, easier, and a whole lot more comforting 
to be a loner. I'm not talking, don't talk to nobody being a, a goofball. I'm talking about being a loner for Jesus. It is a lot more comforting, guys, to know that you've been in His Word. You've been on your knees. You're you're having a conversation with Jesus. I, I mean, it's all the time with me. I don't have prayer times per se because I'm talking to Him all the time, especially in what I do for, for I say, a living. It's not a living. What I do in ministry with these guys here, I know which ones are having trouble. I, you can see, you can walk down the hall and you know which ones are struggling. So what, what do I do? I stop. I have to stop. And I have to pray for that individual. Pray that they come see me. Or pray that God opens it up, uh, takes the confusion out because confusion's not of God. When you first come into our program, there's a lot of confusion because you're used to doing something this way and it's all the way over on this side. So it takes a little acclimation to get to get there, Okay. But once you get there, man, you either get it or you don't get it. We got an awesome house right now, though. We got we got guys that are hungry to get back to being the God, the God man that they were created to be. And I'm thankful for my boys. I really am. Number four, overcome obstacles. Whatever you do, someone's going to think you're wrong. Whatever you choose to stand out and do, someone's going <laughs> to. That guy's going to fall flat on his face. Or they'll flat tell you. Dude, bad decision. But when you know it's God, okay. I, you just shake it off. Yeah, okay. Okay. Expect trouble, but project courage. There might be that little thing in the back of your head saying, all right, God, I really don't understand this. It's not. It's not a. It's not. You're not. You're not believing who's telling you it's wrong. But there's that little thing in the back, and 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 God, I really don't get this. But I'm going to do it anyway. That's obedience. That's faithfulness. I've always said, my kids, my grandkids, if they were to say anything, if I was dead right now and laying up here in a box. If they would say, I don't, I, I, I could care less whether they said, well, he was a good worship leader, or he, he did this, or he did that, or he was fat, and, and uh, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever they had, don't say none of that junk. My, my, my dream is that I hope they say that he was faithful and obedient, because I've had, as, as a parent, as a grandparent, you make, you make, you have to make hard decisions, which the grandparent part ain't as bad, because you can. You can wind him up and then send him home. <laughs> hey guys, <clears throat> but um, but it's all right. <laughs> We're on a journey, guys. Don't let them see you sweat. We're on a journey. I use negativity as a reason to prove the world wrong. The world wants so much to tell you that you ain't gonna make it, or you're nothing unless you do it the way the world tells you to do it. I think probably one of the most evil things we have or we have as people is televisions. Look, seriously, the next time you sit down and you watch an evening of television, the negativity or what you're supposed to be to be cool or, uh, you know, the lies, the cheating, how much they, 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 the drama becomes fascinating. Oh, I want to see what happens next. 
you know, this binge watching thing on Netflix and Hulu and all that crap. You know, people sit there for hours and watch. I'm guilty. I, I got. I, I, I've done it before too. I ain't gonna tell you. But don't tell me what I can't do or what ain't gonna work, because I've got the frame of mind where oh, you tell me I can't. <laughs> I'll show you. Well, I've tried to show at times in my life, and then I've fallen flat on my face. I ain't gone back and said, yeah, you were, you were right, but you know, and I'm not going to either. My determination is going to grow stronger, okay? If you tell me, oh, I don't, eh, don't do that, you know, that's kind of stupid. But I believe by my determination growing stronger, my faith's going to grow stronger. If I'm doing this prioritized with God, my pipeline is open. I've got that clear shot. I ain't got no blockages. My faith's going to grow. Stepping out sometimes is tough, guys. It's not for us, though. Just remember, anything that, anything that you accomplish after you've become God's, it's not, it's not your, don't, don't take no credit. God will take care of that when you get home. All right? Give Him all the credit. What's it say, uh, warriors, in Matthew nineteen twenty six? With man, that's right. With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. That doesn't mean you can't be good at your trade. That doesn't mean that you're. Uh, I played guitar for forty, almost forty five, forty four, forty five years now. I've played in some raunchy joints. I've, I've, uh, but I've learned, I've learned how to play it. Maybe not as much as I, as good as I would like to be. I can't play like Pat or faster, but I can, I can keep up with you. Try. But I look at that as he honed my skills over those years when I was just being ignorant and not, he, I wasn't seeking him. I just wanted to be, whatever. It's a whole different ball game now. Because I can look back at the time and say, okay, well, he, he did keep his hand on me. I know guys that didn't make it, and I know this and that, and guys that aren't around anymore, guys that are drunks and drug addicts now because of that business. He kept his hand on me. I got to experience a little bit. I got to taste a little bit of it, and it was cool. I thought it was the only thing there was, you know, smoky old uh, honky-tonk, and I was home there. So I thought. It takes courage to overcome. Amen? Number five, learn and grow. You haven't learned until you step out. Take a risk and do something new. Now this is like, okay, say say I'm the coach and Pastor Guy, is, is, he's my up-and-coming star athlete on the baseball team. Okay. I want to put him with somebody who is uh, going to teach him something. It's going to better him. Going to make him make him stronger. Make him make him a better pitcher. Make him a better third baseman. Whatever position he's playing. So if I choose somebody who's not as good as him, what's he going to learn? Nothing. He's already been there. Okay. So I get somebody who's as good as him. What's he going to learn? Nothing. They're the same. 
in order for us to better ourselves, we got to go with somebody who's smarter, somebody who's better than us. So I want to put him in with somebody who's a lot better than him so he can sponge off of that. He can, he can, he can learn from him. He can't learn from the other two guys because he's already there. But he can learn from the guy that knows more. Hence, your walk with Christ. Are you going to hang out with a bunch of baby Christians all the time? You're going to act like a baby Christian all the time. But if you're hungry for God's Word and you're hungry to be the man or woman of God that He created you to be, then you're going to seek out somebody who's, who's smarter, who's, who's done this. I, I, I'm thankful. I didn't know at the time I was doing it. Uh... And I really, I really wasn't doing it. It was just people, God would put people in my in my path, pastors and stuff that have helped me over the years. Smart guys that I've learned from because they knew more than me. And you take, are you going to learn everything from them? No. Are you going to learn bad from them too? Yeah. Sometimes when I first got when I first uh, when I first started uh, in full time ministry at a church, you know, I didn't really realize that there was a business in the church. Well, dude, when you at the Church of God at South Haven over on Church Road, man, I started doing all this stuff, and then I saw the business end of it. I didn't like that part. Because it was, it was just, it was too much like the world. I mean, I just, and, and, and you deal with stuff there that you deal with in a regular business. So I didn't really want a whole lot to do with it. So what does God do? He puts me right in the middle of it. Oh, you're one of the check signers, and you do this, and you do that. What? I don't want to do none of this. I just want to go in my office. I'm, I'm the worship pastor. I don't want to do nothing. I just want to play music all day. Well, it didn't work out. Well, then we'll make you the youth pastor, too, you and your wife. I don't want to do that either. But if he doesn't, if we don't see the whole thing, and understand the whole thing. Go to Christ with the whole thing and say, okay, I need to know what this is about. Take the courage to step into that arena to, okay, it does take all of this. There is a business side to church. Okay, that's all well and good. Teach me how, well, how it goes, God, but teach me how you want it to go, not how the world wants it to go. Because if you look at the Church of America right now, well, I don't think we're doing all that. We ain't doing very good. We got a lot of people that need to be saved. We got a lot of people that are that are going to church so they can watch the light show and 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 the smoke and the fog and and who's got the better praise team and who's got the more dynamic preacher and who wears the best clothes and and how many you got in your building and all this that ain't church. We're the church. This is a building. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for all this stuff up here, man. God God provides. God provides. Ain't got nothing to do with me. We have to be willing to be stretched. As long as I've been playing guitar, this worship thing changes every so often. Okay, I'm not just a guitar player anymore. I'm not just a singer. I'm a worship leader. I have been called to be a worship leader. Okay? So... By going with the changes, am I am I succumbing? Well, you're just you're just rolling with it because everybody else is doing it. No, I mean we've got a, we got a 15 year old girl who's on her way back from camp right now, who pastor has put 
put in charge of us old guys. Was probably, and it's been a good thing. It has really been a good thing because she's brought a lot of the new stuff to the table. And I'll tell you what, Troy, our drummer, Troy, man, he he he. To hear him say it, it's like a life-changing thing for him. We are at a point at our age where I play this way. This is how I play. I'm not playing no other way. I mean, this is it. This is what you get when you get me. This is this is my style. I got, I've been working on it for a hundred years, and I ain't changing now. Well, if you're if you're in worship, yeah, you will, or you ain't gonna be in worship long because it does change. It isn't. It isn't to keep up with the Joneses or get the next hit record. It's reaching people. There's something going on. So Kaylee's bringing a lot of these new things to the to the table. Troy made the comment one night in practice that, well, I gotta thank Kaylee for this because and I, I just I figured this is how I played and this is the way it always was. And and she's changed my way of thinking on this. And and now he listens to the, the videos and stuff of how this goes and, and, and we have. I mean Pastor Guy and I were when we started the Praise Monsters, it was the same thing. It was it was different vocally for me playing guitar for him doing the difference because he was he was used to playing a certain way but it's so cool and so liberating and there is so much freedom and taking a step of something well i don't know if i can figure this out but i'm gonna try anyway and all of a sudden it's there you're doing it people are worshiping god and you're going yeah yeah and then you gotta go Okay, okay, calm, calm down. Calm, didn't have nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? But it's it has stretched. We have to be willing to be stretched in anything you do. Witnessing for witnessing for Christ. You have to be willing to be stretched because you don't know how many different kinds of people are out there. Especially if you're going door to door, you're walking around and you're just saying, Hey man, Jesus loves you. Let me tell you what Jesus did for me. Dude, you're gonna get doors slammed in your face. I remember when we first started praising the park, Kaylee or uh, my uh, my oldest daughter Miranda was a little bit, and she walked up to one of the trailers one time and handed him a flyer, and that guy just said about every dirty word, but dirty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she come back and she says, "Well, that guy just said blah 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 blah." <laughs> well, okay, honey, there's a learning curve for you, and it, and it's something you have to deal with. I mean, it's you're gonna get that. But you're also going to get the ones that are hungry. That you that you're there in God's timing. You're there right at the most perfect time that you could be there, and it all happens, man. Not because you did anything, except being faithful and obedient to go do what God called you to do. But how can you go do what God called you to do if you ain't the godly person He created you to be? See what I'm saying? There's a give and take here. You got to take that that step of faith. Don't be afraid to grow and learn. Don't be afraid to do it. And don't think you're going to you're 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 okay, I'm done. I read the whole Bible 18 times. I know everything. No, you don't. How many times guys we talk about how we'll read we'll we'll do we have a thing I was telling pastor earlier. We have a thing called a soap at the Warrior Center. And it's an acrostic. It's a nightly thing we do. I pick I pick the chapter they do, and then they go. And S, they read the scripture. O, they observe what that scripture says. A, how can I apply that to my life? And P, I want to pray for. I want to pray on this. I want to get this thing in me. Okay, we do one of them every single night. There's freedom in it, ain't there, guys? 
But how many times have I said, okay, yeah, well, we did that one two weeks ago. Do it again. That's why they call it the living word. Because maybe two weeks ago, he wanted you to get this. Two weeks from then, he's going to open up something else for you on it. And it happens, doesn't it, guys? That's what's so cool about the Bible. I love it. And it takes courage to be stretched, guys. It takes courage to be stretched. Number six, take the high road. I, I saw this comment, and I had to write it down because it, it, is, it is so true. Ain't no traffic jam on the second mile. But ain't we easy to give up on the first one? It's so easy to give up on that first mile. It's hard. It's hard. I'm just going to go back to what I did. Knowing that you ain't supposed to go back to what you did. The world has programmed us to accept failure and to not try again. Nah. Why do it again? You're just going to fail again. Anybody bought into that lie? I mean, I, people do it every single day. How many times have we thrown in the towel and said, I ain't never doing that again. That ain't, that, that ain't God. We want to blame God, don't we? That ain't God. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, it was. most of the time it's God. If it's that much of a struggle, it's God. But how, how much are you going to surrender to get to the point He needs you to be at? That's a question you have to ask yourself. If we let the media, we let the we let the internet, and we let TV, and we let whatever whatever your your social media, if that runs your life, whew, we're doomed. Remember that cartoon? How many is old enough to remember that cartoon? Gulliver's Travel, and that little guy was always in there. We'll never make it. We're doomed. That's, that's where you're at, buddy. If you're gonna believe everything that the idiot box tells you, <laughs> you're doomed. Amen. <laughs> you're doomed. We can't give up, guys. He didn't give up on us. So, man, if I always look at it, if there's if there's a struggle going on in my family, uh, if there's a reason for this, or there's something going on, you're like, what? God, what in the junk is going on? Why can't? Why is this? Why is this happening? What am I? Am I doing something wrong? What? What is it, God? You, there's got to be something on the other side of that. So don't throw in the towel. Don't be doomed. Doomed will get you nowhere. Okay? Get up. How many times I say that at the Warrior Center? Get up. Brush yourself off like this. Okay? Go this way. Don't look back here. This already happened. Forward. Focus on the future. Okay? Trust Him and step above the junk and be who you're called to be. Find that someone that we were talking about earlier that's stronger than you and learn to be a sponge, guys. Learn to just suck up as much as you can till they get tired of you. <laughs> okay, dude, I can't tell you anymore tonight. Maybe two weeks from now. It really takes courage to take the high road. Amen? Okay, last but not least. Seven, lead others. Leadership is the expression of courage that compels another 
to do the right thing. In a sense, that's my that's my job every day. Because I want these guys out of here to just be on top of their game. When they're done at the Warrior Center, I want them to be at the top of their game. When they walk out that front door, I want them to have their head held high, knowing that Jesus is right here and they don't have to step back. Forward. Amen. That's what I want for every single one. Even the knuckleheads that are in the in the in the program right now. That's none of these guys. These guys are on top of it here. Only the cool ones come to passion. No, I'm just kidding. I just kidding. I try to get them all over here for all the bus, all the vans come here. That's what I'm hoping for one day soon. Robert and I are working on it right now. How rewarding is it to see someone who has been put in your path excel? and what they're supposed to be doing. Just because you showed them a little compassion, you showed them a little love, you showed them a little Jesus, that all things are possible. That God the Father chose you to be a light in that person's darkness and watch them flourish. Dude, you can give me all you can give me all the accolades, you can give me all the plaques, all the diplomas, all the junk and put it on the wall all day long. It don't mean nothing compared to that right there. When God uses you to reach out and, and make a connection and touch somebody, man, there's courage. It takes courage on both ends of this one here. Because they gotta be willing to step forward and listen to you. And then when uh, sometimes uh, Pastor and I can we can when we first started witnessing and stuff like that, hey, uh, uh, you want to know what Jesus did for me? Yeah, come on, tell me. And then you go, uh, you don't know what to say. Crap, they said yes. What do I do now? But then, as you keep doing it. You keep growing in Christ. You keep growing in... Man, everybody's got a testimony. You ain't got to have a Bible degree, guys, to lead someone to Jesus. You got to have a testimony. I don't know what happened in Kirsty's life. I don't know... You know, I've, I've known her since I've been here. But I know, I know what's gone on in mine. I can tell you what God did for me. I can tell you where I was. I'm not going to glorify that. But I'm gonna, I can tell you where I was, where I came to, and why God's got me doing what I'm doing now. Because I was faithful. I was obedient. It takes courage to be faithful and obedient. Have you got that kind of courage? I just don't believe there's a higher honor than to be in a position to lead people every day in the way of Jesus. There's, there's not. There's just, to me, I mean, you can, you can be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company and you're making all that big money and all this and that. That's all. Yeah, cool. Good. But man, lives. I've said it a million times when we go out to the youth villages or I go down to the jail with Brother Tom. Uh, even at the Warrior Center, we, we have a nightly meeting every night at 7.30. We have somebody comes all the time. We have somebody every night that comes and talks and encourages the guys. 
if we're standing up here, we take the we take the trailer and we unload all the equipment and we're set up and we sound check and we rock it out and all this and that. But then there's a you can't get out. Then there is a uh, a point if they're if they're not getting it, if they're not getting it, and all of a sudden God says, "Okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm it's over." I'm, I'm calling all this home. The horn goes off the whole nine yards, okay? And I don't see them people there. Yes, we all have free will. But is it? would it be kind of a waste of time? That's what I, I said, you guys, listen. Listen to what we're doing. Guy does it when we're out there, too. He, he talks a lot to the kids at youth villages. It's It's a... We're not going out there to make money. We're not going out there to be famous. We're, not to, we're going out there because God sent us out there. And I want them to know it, but it's going to break my heart. That's what I tell them every time. It's going to break my heart if I get there and you're not there. Did I say something wrong? Did I not say the right thing? Did I did I did I did I not present it in a way that they could understand it? You're gonna you're gonna think thoughts. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna think when we get there. But I don't want it to feel like it would be a waste of time that we go out and we're ministering. I see kids' lives changing. I've, I've gotten videos all week of Zoe and, and, and Kaylee helping Zach out at camp. Dude, I mean, they're, they're taking them two girls to another level right now. To another level. And then them kids are going to come back here today about 2, 30, whatever, whatever, get in my car, and we're driving three hours to Nashville for Camp Electric so they can learn more, so they can get more in tune with what God has them to do. Camp Electric isn't... A, Camp, you ain't going camping in a tent, okay? That sounded real Yankee, didn't it? Camping, but it's it's they put this thing together to hone your skill to teach these kids. It's everything from playing a guitar to to audiovisual. What what Zoe's going for? And they have pros there teaching these kids how. Well, this is what, dude. If they had a camp like that when I was a kid, I'd have never come home. My dad would have went rock on. I'm joking, but there's there's kids out there that are hungry. We 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 got a lazy generation, guys. We got a lazy generation of kids coming up. It is what it is, but I mean that there's something different. Something has changed, and God needs to switch that that, that shift. He needs to. There needs to be a, a a stronger focus on what they're supposed to do instead of what they can get by with not doing. That is what that's what our that's what what our kids are right now. I'm not talking about you, kid. I'm talking about younger ones. Not talking, looking at Randa. She's she's rocking it with teaching and all that stuff. And Jake's rocking and got the babies. I'm talking Kaylee and Zoe's age. They're there at that age to where it's easier to lay in bed and not work. Well, no, it's not. Not if you live with me. I didn't get to, so you ain't either. <laughs> you know talk about one thing here and I'm going to get out of here I heard this this week and I want to share it because it, it, it took courage for this man somebody wrote this down as he was uh, going through this if you ever uh, remember the old song uh, I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back no turning back though none go with me none will follow still I will follow 
Though none go with me still, I will follow. Does anybody know how that song came to be? That's an old song. But the man who spouted those words out was a missionary to India. And we're talking years and years and years ago. They captured him and his family and said that we're going to kill y'all unless you denounce Jesus. Because we don't do that over here. He had two sons and a wife and him. Had him on his knees. I want you to denounce Jesus or we're going to kill your sons. His reply was, I have decided to follow Jesus. And they killed his boys in front of him. Got his wife up there and said, uh, if you don't denounce Jesus, we're going to kill your wife. He said, no turning back, no turning back. And they killed her. If you don't denounce Jesus, we're going to kill you. Though none go with me, still I will follow. And they killed him. Somebody wrote down those words. And they stayed as kind of a poem type thing or just a, 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 a written word for years till someone finally put it to music. And it's, it's in every hymn known in the world, I guess, now. You talk about courage. I want that kind of courage. Not that I'm going to see my family perish. But I want that kind of courage. That my Jesus comes before everything. Everything. What kind of courage did God have? I've asked this question a thousand times in my ministry. You, we couldn't do what He did. He gave His Son for us. All our ignorance, all our dumb decisions, all our, all our opinions that get you in trouble, all our thoughts, ignorant words that come out of our mouth. He gave His only Son for you and me. That's courage. That's the team I want to be on. That's who I want to follow. That's who I want to be like. We all grow up wanting to be, you know, when we're going to say my grandson's age, want to be this and be that. Well, I'm still a kid when it, I guess when it comes to God, in God's eyes. I want to be like Him. I want to be like our daddy. I want to be like my daddy. Amen. listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.